Hey, Warwick. Hey, Coxie. Are you ready? Oh, my gosh. I'm so ready for this. What do you call a parrot that cannot fly? <laughs> Don't know. A walkie-talkie. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hey, listeners. Hello, everyone. What's up? <laughs> Welcome to Friday. I want a cracker. <laughs> My daughter thinks she can communicate with birds. Uh, how? This is not a joke, by the way, listeners. This is for real. My, my almost 11-year-old daughter, um, she loves animals mm -hmm. and uh, she's on the spectrum. So she, animals are her favourite people, um, yes. as is the case for many kids Fuck on the spectrum. <laughs> Um, but she loves birds. She's fascinated with them, has been for years, um, loves raptors, so eagles and hawks and all that stuff. And so she spends so much time watching birds and learning about birds that she's started doing bird calls. <laughs> she's convinced herself <laughs> that she can it. communicate with crows and um, brown falcons flying around here in Tasmania. <laughs> and she actually does a good job of mimicking the calls mm -hmm. but she's learning all the bird calls she's like dad i can communicate with the chooks too so this sound burk, burk, means this and burk, 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 means something else and so i talk to my chickens like that and like uh -huh. great sweetie <laughs> that's very cute <laughs> yes and i don't want to i don't want to be a, a prick oh by the way listeners this is a friday episode which we haven't done for a little while nice it's, these usually happen when Coxie and I need to get some shit off our liver. <laughs> and we, we feel like sending this out to thousands of people around Australia and New Zealand is actually good therapy for us and perhaps it's entertainment for you. So hopefully you get a few laughs out of today's episode. Um, but we are going to use some, some uh, adult words today. So just a warning if you've got little ears in the car. Um, but yeah, I don't want to burst kiddo's bubble and say, well... I don't know if you're really communicating with them, darling, but, you know, that's nice. <laughs> you can't burst a bubble because you don't factually know that they don't understand what she's trying to say. No, and and the, it, I actually was listening to her having a crowing competition with her little <laughs> bantam rooster the other day, and I shit you not, the thing was, was crowing back at her, yeah. and she was doing a good job of mimicking it. And it, they were going toe-to-toe -to -toe for about 10 minutes. Like, oh, okay, maybe I need to open my mind a little bit here. And uh, perhaps she is talking to the brown falcons as they fly past the farm. You'll have to tell your darling daughter, because I don't get to see her very often. So I won't be, it'll be too long before I get to tell her. Um, so you'll have to tell her when next you get to spend some time with her. That I have a little, I think it's a, it's not a butcher bird, it's, but it's a very similar type of bird to a butcher bird. I'm going to find out what it is now. I've got a bird book, so I will come through with the name. And it follows me into the back garden whenever I go and sits on the tree and talks to me the whole time I'm out in the back garden. And as I move, it follows me around. I'm sure it's only there for the worms that I'm digging up as I'm turning <laughs> over the soil. However, it does like to say good morning and thank you very much for feeding me and sit and chat. And it's been here since we moved here. So we're eight years now. I suspect perhaps... I don't know how long birds live. 
So it may be the child of the original bird that had a nest down there, but it keeps coming back. So she might be very intrigued to know that I talk to my bird and it talks to me back. I don't oh, talk yeah. to it in its language. I talk to it in my own. <laughs> it seems oh, to yeah. understand me. So do the dogs and the cats. Yeah, she'll she'll be able to tell you exactly what's been happening there, Coxie, what behaviour is going on and what I'll it's been saying to you. And <laughs> I'll take a video and send it through. I feel a little bit responsible for for my daughter's uh, special talents because I think I've genetically passed on some of my weird shit to her. <laughs> You're a bit different. There's no difference. <laughs> which, is, which is half a segue into today's Fuck It Friday, I think, Coxie. Um, and we often share... So, listeners, we like to share our, our dirty underpants occasionally um, because I, I think it's important for mentors and coaches and content creators to actually be real especially in 2022 i mean i i do the same as as many people i try and be more mindful about my uh, media consumption uh but i i confess to flicking through reels occasionally mm. um i'm not quite sure what the fuck is going on with social media's algorithms sometimes the stuff that gets served up to me it's like holy shit what demographic do you think i'm in <laughs> It's like, no, don't show me that shit again. <laughs> but um, I see a lot of fake stuff. You know, there's a lot of things that are, it's it's the old thing about Photoshopping everything. Well, the same stuff happens with video now. The effects that are available to people and the the things that people create with these cool video tools, I think it's fascinating and it's amazing. And so much of it is just make-believe. It's bullshit. Mm. It's not actually real reels. Ha-ha. Look at you go. <laughs> no, I agree with you 100%. In fact, I consciously unfollow people that use a filter now. Or, and when I say use a filter, I mean every single time they talk to camera, they have a filter on. Mm. I don't believe in that. I think it's wrong. Um, and, you know, horses for courses. I'm not here to judge. I just don't need that in my life. And so I think that's a big part of what you and I do is take the filter off, particularly on our Friday episodes. <laughs> this is <laughs> unfiltered. <laughs> It's a it's a roll your own, no filter. <laughs> I'm feeling a little frustrated. Let's just get out on the table. We've had we've had yeah. a big couple of weeks, um, and a, and a, quite a challenging couple of weeks. I think would be fair to say. Would you not agree? I I do agree, Coxie, and um, well, I know our clients listen to this, and they're privy to um, probably quite a bit of Coxie's mm -hmm. and my feelings about things and our own personal failings, um, not just in our past, but even now, you know, we, we fuck things up just like all of you. And you I think it's, it's important that if I'm going to stand in front of anybody and give guidance and advice and mentorship, that I actually need to be okay with my fuck ups and shortcomings and fears and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, because I, I know that I like to follow people who are honest and open and I guess vulnerable. Vulnerability is a big topic of conversation, particularly when it comes to mental health and um, I think male mental health mm. um, of, of late. So I think it's important to be like that. That's my personal beliefs. Mm -hmm. And yes, Coxie, I would say that um, I've been fairly fucked off about a number of things in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> You're just coming in with the bombs today. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't sworn publicly for a while, so I just gotta, <laughs> I gotta get my quota up, gang. Mm, um, yes. 
And I I was raised um, probably with the values that you didn't actually show anger and frustration publicly. That was yes. that was deemed to be wrong. And I probably mm -hmm. grew up in an era as well, probably a bit like you, Coxie, similar generation mm -hmm. where that was that was not okay. You know, you didn't show anger publicly or you didn't get frustrated at someone who let you down professionally. Um, that's you just you just swallowed that mm -hmm. and you just got on with it. You know, you you dealt with it yourself. And I've been reading well, I read a fair bit, probably not as much as you, um, but I like to read and follow and, and keep myself educated, edumacated. Um, and there's probably more talk now about healthy ways to express emotion. Mm. Um, still in an appropriate way, so I'm not going apeshit at someone in the car park because they took my fucking spot. Um, but I should actually be directing my frustration in a moderate way at the person who let me down professionally perhaps or you know damaged my car when it went in for some work to be done or whatever it might be because um, I think when we bottle it up that's when it actually comes out as you know two chicks going the punch on at the pub because someone looked sideways at someone else's boyfriend how do you know what I was doing on the weekend <laughs> you were going full roundhouse on someone <laughs> bringing out my inner Karen. No, that's not going to happen. No, I have. I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that um, a tempered amount of emotion is actually really healthy. And I don't, I no longer prescribe or buy into the idea of not being able to share my frustration with someone. Mm. I don't actually think that pretending that the professional result I've paid for and hasn't been delivered is okay is healthy for anyone how how is that service ever going to be mm. um <clears throat> fixed or improved for the next person um i believe strongly in giving some feedback where the feedback is necessary we've given quite a bit of feedback this week and maybe some of it was very assertive in our, <laughs> our direction of that feedback so really what you're saying is you were witness <laughs> to me losing my cool a little bit it was only tiny, tiny bit. Just a little bit. Tiny, I tiny bit. I didn't call anyone a toss wallop. No, that's, that's, no, you didn't. My favourite word. <laughs> Which, interestingly, is very close to, to one of my favourites of being a toss womble. Yeah, so I've never heard toss womble before and you've never heard toss wallop before and they've both come out in this morning's conversation before we started the podcast. It's like they're both marsupials, you know, one's one's a, an, an echidna and one's a wallaby. They're both marsupials, but they're different. <laughs> anyway, we feel like we've dealt with some toss wallops um, in the last couple of weeks and and I, I feel like we've been let down a bit as well. And it's it's tricky. You know, Coxie, you and I preach um, ownership and living above the line and being responsible. And um, sometimes I probably lean a bit too far into ownership. And I think, okay, well, you know, take the world tour, for example. So we're, we're about to head to Brisbane um, next week as we go live with this episode. Um, so we're in Brisbane on the 5th. 5th? Of August, fifth of August. Thanks, Patsy. Friday the fifth of August at twelve. Fifth of August for a bit of a lunch and learn. You can bring a sambo if you want and eat it in the room and munch away. The Hamilton Pub. You want a session? Steak. Yeah, no, they won't let you bring <laughs> a sambo in. <laughs> um, so 
you know, some of our expectations or our numbers have not been met. Oh, can we call it for what it is? It hasn't been well supported at all. Yeah, it's been shit house. Um, and while my reflex is to take ownership of that and go, okay, well, we didn't do good enough marketing. We didn't get our, our messaging right. We didn't reach enough people. We didn't do a good enough job of getting our partnerships sorted. Um, we did actually bust our ass. We've spent a shit ton of money um, on advertising. We've had professionals actually help us put that campaign together. And you know, we've had a lot of, I'd say, maybe not promises, but assurances from um, other people and including people who are like, yeah, 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 we'll come along, we'll be there. And then they don't show up. And that is really difficult not to take personally. And I guess the reason for, for again, sort of sharing some of our own personal experiences is I'm sure as, as a listener to this podcast, you've experienced that in your own business or your own life where you've felt let down. Um, and I wonder if too many of us just internalize that and go, oh, well, you know, I didn't do a good enough job or we actually feel frustrated and we want to call someone a toss wallop, um, <laughs> but we don't. And unfortunately, I think what happens is, and I do this too, Coxie, mm. we then end up that that bubbles over and and sort of squishes out with the wrong people that don't mm. deserve to be grumbled at or shouted at or given the cold shoulder. Um, and so we misdirect our emotions when we don't actually, I think, appropriately vent. <laughs> Perhaps our listeners could be um, thinking about their team at a time like this because our mm. teams let us down all the time. And we no doubt let down our teams as well, if I'm really fair. Mm. Perhaps you could be uh, reflecting over a situation in the last month or so where the te a team member has let you down. And you've just kind of sucked it up and walked away. Or you've done the opposite and exploded because five other things pissed you off that morning and mm. just couldn't pull it all together. And I guess um, the idea of today is to encourage you to have a healthy expression of emotion. So tempered um, conversations around where somebody has let you down. It's okay to let someone know they've let you down. It's okay to say I'm disappointed or I feel let down about this situation. Um, it's okay to point out if uh, that's costing you money. So one of the professionals that have let us down at the moment is costing us a significant amount of money in a delay. And this delay is well over six weeks now, um, which has meant we've had to make some major changes to the direction of our business for the next three months. Crazy to think that one person, well, actually it's a team letting you down or making promises that they were never going to keep um, means that, our entire business model needs to change for the next three mm. months to cope with that. It's really disappointing. And so I could choose to take ownership of that and decide it's all my fault. And yes, there are definitely some areas I could have done better, like choosing a better professional. Um, or I can actually take some of that ownership and give some of the feedback mm. because their processes will never change if I don't actually tell them how disappointing it is or how much money it's costing me or mm. how much time and, and the flow on effect of that. They won't understand that unless I actually appropriately express that. And sometimes that appropriate expression needs to be assertive. Mm. Otherwise I'm going to be walked over and they're not actually going to hear me. And I think that's the one of the big things I don't see done particularly well in lots of areas is that assertive 
communication that drives a, a change or a result at the end um, that brings the space to a point where we're able to find some other possibilities, entertain some possibilities so that we can move forward. Um, and perhaps that gives the opportunity for, in this case, it's not a team member, it's an outside professional to um, make some changes to the way they're actually currently doing business. Cause I can't be the only disappointed one. There must be many more like me if this is the consistent result that they're driving. Mm. So it, it's, it's challenging to know who to, who to give that feedback to and who, He's never going to hear it and therefore you're just banging your head on a brick wall. And it's also, I think, difficult too to um, appreciate when I'm just being a grumpy prick or, yep. um, you know, setting standards that are unrealistic or yes. whatever. Yes. And when someone actually, uh, oh, I shouldn't say deserves feedback, but when it's appropriate to give feedback. Yep. And I that's agree. that's a balance I know I've struggled with um, throughout my life. I tend, unfortunately, I have tended to swing from, you know, passive acceptance. Uh, it's like, okay, well, you know, that's just how it is or, well, I must have done something wrong. And then eventually that, that pressure cooker reaches the point where it turns from submission to aggression. Yeah. And that's that whole passive aggressive yes. um, seesaw yes. that unfortunately lots of us get on, especially with staff. Yes. Uh, whereas if we were more assertive, as you were saying, Coxie, instead of it, you know, boiling over and exploding and turning into a full roundhouse kick to the head kind of experience, <laughs> yes. it's actually just saying, hey, I'm not really happy with how this is going mm. and actually calling it early. Yeah. Um, instead, we go, oh, no, it's probably just one little thing or mm, oh, I don't really want to say anything because I don't want to rock the boat or whatever it is. Um, instead of saying, hey, I, I really need to talk to you about this. I'm feeling really uncomfortable about it uh, and I just need to say that's not okay. Because if mm. we did that early, mm. in most cases, it doesn't escalate and turn into the big shit show at the end. It feels uncomfortable, though, I think, to put yourself in that space of vulnerability. It's yeah. really uncomfortable um, to say to someone, you've let me down. It's, it's not a nice thing to have to do unless, and this is the problem and absolutely where you say it swings to the other side of the roundabout is when you get that pissed off, you can't mm. hold it in anymore. And I feel the key is to actually come at it before you're that ragey, cranky. If smoke's coming out of your ears, it's too late. Should have been mentioned before then. And sometimes there are situations in which you can't avoid that because it's an instant mistake. Um, and you're really pissed off about what that means in terms of outcome because it's going to cost you money or time or whatever it might be. Uh, and you, you know, occasionally we don't have the opportunity to to have that prelude so we can jump in early. Uh, and I would encourage you to jump in early where you can because it prevents that big explosion that invariably comes. It's impossible not to. We're all human. We all have a limit and there's only so much we can take. And at some point you will get tripped into that really explosive reaction mm. other than a mindful reaction, which might be, you know what, I'm really feeling pretty pissed off about this. This is not what I was looking for. Or um, I was promised something in said time frame, and we're now six weeks out of that time frame. Yes, I'm ranting. Um, you know, it's just mindfully giving that feedback. And I think what makes us nervous is we then trip over the other person's reaction. Yep. 
and that's not very pleasant very often it, it's it's rare to find people that can take a breath and mindfully answer your uh dissatisfaction or your complaint um, mm. mostly we find people make excuses um or disguised as reasons why they didn't do said thing or it went wrong um and so we're going to have to trip over those emotions now uh, we're lucky. No, we're not lucky. We've worked really hard with our team and um, our team take responsibility for their actions always. It's it's a big standard that we hold dear, as do our clients for the most part. Most of our clients stand up and, and take ownership for the situation if we have to have uncomfortable conversations. And um, so we get back what we're putting out, I suppose, because we're putting that work in consistently. Mm. Perhaps it's another area where your leadership in having these uncomfortable conversations allows for that um, level of ownership and uh, responsibility for the mistakes that they've made so that they can move forward and they don't happen again. I was uh, <clears throat> one of my coaches years ago, because Coxie and I have coaches as well, gang. We do. Um we try not to coach each other too much, but uh, <laughs> one, of my, one of my coaches, um, I guess, well, advice. So one of my key action points uh, years ago was to express early and often. Yeah. And I think that advice actually rings true for many people. Certainly I've worked with many people over the years as employers and professionals that if we expressed early, um, we would catch the the energy before it reaches a crescendo. Yes. Um, and if we do that often enough, same thing. We actually, you know, we just let a little bit of pressure out um, early on in the piece before it just overcomes us and it turns into just an angry outburst or an emotional outburst. Mm. Um, and then that inconsistency with the people around us causes them to be afraid of us. Mm. And if we talk about staff... If we gave critical feedback early and often and said, hey, Joe, um, just need to have a chat to you about how you were talking to the apprentice on site, mate. Um, can we can we talk about that? I mean, I don't really want to talk to you about it because I friggin' hate confrontation, mate. Um, but we don't really want to have that culture around here. So can we have a chat about that? That feels fucking weird. Even as I language that, Coxie, I ah. would be so uncomfortable. <laughs> but that's so much better than having a raging blue with Joe on site in front of the apprentice mm. about something else entirely mm. because we've let 17 things go with Joe's crappy attitude. And as coaches, you and I hear this from our clients, you know, mm -hmm. they come and vent to us in sessions, which is entirely appropriate. And it's a great way for them to let off some of that steam. Um, but I just see it get bottled up and bottled up. And, you know, toss wallop is probably a very low level <laughs> name that they would like to call people. But if yep. you did early and often, you actually get better at, at giving critical feedback that's not a personal attack and not loaded with emotion. Oh, I think you've just highlighted something really important. I think when you get that frustrated, it does become a personal attack. Yeah. If you can do it early, you can prevent it becoming a personal attack, which means it's more likely to be received well. And that's mm, exactly. really the desired outcome, is it not? We we want a change in a behavior. We want to motivate a change in behavior. If you're attacking someone personally, or they feel at least that they're being attacked personally, they shut down. They can't actually hear what you say after that. So I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I don't know whether you meant to, but you have. And um, mindfully doing so early and often creates an opportunity for an outcome instead of just an opportunity for a rant. 
Bingo. Well, we've had a rant, so we feel a little bit better. Pressure Actually, I don't. Relief. <laughs> now, if you thing. are listening to this on Friday morning, we we do have our our second to last uh, world tour event. It's it's Friday. It's the fifth. We kick off at twelve pm. We will make space for you. We're at the Hamilton Hotel. Um, please come on down. We'd love to see some Brisbane's had the best numbers so far. Let's really kick mm. it out of the park. <laughs> We've had to cancel a couple of events because we didn't get the numbers that we were hoping for. In fact, we got no numbers in one one area. Screw you, Tasmania. Um, <laughs> And we've uh, unfortunately had to cancel Canberra this week. So we're hoping to come in strong, Brisbane. And uh, we have a Sydney event at the end of the month as well. So oh, we could start up State of Origin battle here, Coxie. <laughs> Sydney Sydney, and Brisbane go at it. So, uh, you know, Sydney siders, don't let Brisbane take the gong for the most support oh, of the Tradies and Business numbers? World Tour. Now I want uh, to give some numbers. <laughs> I think Brisbane's crushing it at the moment. We've Brisbane got double the registrations of Sydney. More than. And Parramatta too, which is where we're we're holding it in Sydney at the back end of August uh, on the 24th exactly of August. We are in Parramatta. So, Blues, if if you uh, don't want Queensland to, to take the gong for the biggest support of the world tour, if you're in New South Wales, you're anywhere near Parramatta, Jump on and register. Just go to tradiesinbusiness.com.au forward slash live and you can register for the event. It's free. You get a shit tin of value. Even if you just turn up and sleep up the back of the room, you're going to get over a thousand bucks worth of <laughs> training and workbooks and all sorts of extra stuff. You'll go in the draw for some other awesome uh, lucky door prizes um, and you'll meet some awesome trade business owners, including some of our clients, um, mm. some of our tradiepreneurs. So uh, New South Wales, come on. Please. Come on. I've lost so many goddamn state of origins. I really need to win this one. So I can rub <laughs> it in my family's face. Help me tell them to get stuffed. We're at um, Brisbane currently has double the amount registered at, and it's well and truly our highest amount so far. So please, 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 please. We need um, quite a few people to come through a book for the 24th of August. You have to show up too for me to be able to really rub it in their nose. <laughs> I really appreciate your support, please. I think Billy Moore was the best. He was the best fantastic. version of Queenslander. Yes, he, he was fantastic. <laughs> There's nothing quite like being at um, Suncorp Stadium and hearing the crowd go off though in with their Queenslander chant. It's pretty yeah, cool, even for this blue end. supporter. Yeah, well, it just scared the shit out of you, didn't it, Coxie? <laughs> It's like, I'm going to get fucking bashed on the way to the car. I did once wear my blue jersey and I'm never, ever, ever doing that again. <laughs> and it was on a, a one of those odd years where we actually won. And it was quite some time ago. I was much younger and probably would have gone toe to toe with anyone that really got in my face. But I did get quite terrified. And I did grow up in the 80s and 90s when there was um, still bottles and things at Lane Park. So my parents went uh, AFL supporters to that one game where they rained them down on the field and mm. I grew up with that image. The same game, somebody got thrown off one of the balconies. There used to be, remember the old stadium? Yeah, anyway, yeah. I grew up with that. So I carry that fear into every bloody game I go to as a New South Wales supporter anyway. And I <laughs> stupidly wore my jersey arrogantly. So please help me. Let me throw something back at these freaking Queenslanders that I live with. 
Steady on. There's a whole bunch of them listening. Yes, I love you too. But you do choose to live here. <laughs> I want to win a game against you. So get onto it, gang. Uh, Tradiesinbusiness.com.au forward slash live. If you'd like to even up the score in the uh, World Tour State of Origin stakes, um, jump in and register. Uh, we'll be at the Hamilton Hotel on Friday the 5th of August up in Brizzy. And then we're at the Ridges in Parramatta on Wednesday the 24th of August. So uh, you can come and see us for free. Holy shit, you could come to both if you really wanted to. Um, but you'll get a bunch of cool shit. Um, you'll get two or three hours of free business training from us. The feedback's been awesome um, from the content. And uh, a bunch of people have been um, able to make some great changes. Um, thanks for tuning in to another Fuck It Friday. Express <laughs> early and often. And uh, make sure you let us know your most creative use of the term toss wallop. Toss wallop it is. I like I'll to use it in the car. Merch. thanks for listening you've been listening to the tradies and business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox find out more about today's guest tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au